Hey everybody, this is Jade and welcome to another episode of Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Today I'm joined by Lockie Robbie. He's a stunt performer and yeah. been in movies such as Alien, Aquaman, Locusts and many more. Yeah. And he's here to talk to us about how being a stunt performer or being inside the movie industry actually is very similar to being an entrepreneur in business. So the big question is this. How do we have the freedom we crave so badly when we're stuck in jobs we don't like, leaving us unfulfilled, exhausted, and trapped? What if I told you that you're already qualified enough to start building a life on your terms, the life of your dreams? That is the question, and this podcast will show you how by giving you the answers. My name is Jade Weller, and welcome to Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Thank you very much for joining you're welcome. Thanks for having me. No worries. So, stunt performer, were you always a bit of a daredevil as a child? <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine your mum just yeah, going, look, what are you doing? My mum's got a heart bigger than Farlap's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and God, I don't know how I gave, didn't give her heart attacks. Um, no, so me growing up, I was always a kid into action sports, mm-hmm. like growing up on the Gold Coast. You got the surf, so mm. I was always out there. And then it's like Narang, you can go mountain bike riding. And then, of course, it was like the crusting movement was happening. So I was like yeah. all about motorbikes as well. And so yeah. I was always from a young age, I've always been good at sport. And so from that, it was just, you know, those kind of things snowball. But I didn't at that stage realize I wanted to be a stunt performer or even want to be in the film industry. Um <clears throat> My first taste of the film industry, I would have been about 13, I think. It was a show called The Sleepover Club, and they were after extras, like teenage boys who could surf. And I was just like, ah. If you're going to pay me to go do something I want to do, this is great. All right, I'll go paddle out. Yeah. But it was the middle of winter and oh. they wanted to make it look like the middle of summer. So it's just oh. on the crack of dawn in the middle of winter and I'll oh never forget God. it was so damn cold. They're like, can you just run through the water while we're doing the scene and splash the water everywhere? I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I want to get paid more money than this. <laughs> like, hands are blue, they're that cold. So, oh. yeah. Um, so that was my first taste. So I had done a few extra days um, like that for the TV show. And by the end of it, I was just like, it wasn't really my thing. It didn't appeal to me in any particular way. Just because mm. I've seen some egos and how people yeah. were. And it's just like, you're the same as me. I don't see anything different to you. Yeah. So I don't talk like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I went back and um, I was still doing school for like another year and a half because mm. I left school when I was in year nine. I was, like I was saying, I was rat bag kid. So I was expelled from a few <laughs> different schools. <laughs> um, so everyone's like, what did you do? It's like pretty much the thing that's something you can do wrong at school and I've done it. <laughs> and this is prior to the days that kids were taking shots at teachers. I never took did anything that bad. <laughs> um, it's not like it Just is today. Yeah, yeah. General mischief. Yeah. General mischief. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's a Actually, good I, remember, I remember you telling me a story about your mum tried to ground you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we lived out the back of Corumban Valley, like yeah. on literally our back fence was the Queensland New South Wales border, mm-hmm. and it, this is how far back out the back there I was. Two, three buses to get to school in the mornings, and I'd leave oh. home at seven. For oh, a nine, wow. 9 a.m. start. 
Um, I complain about community prison. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Come to LA. <laughs> um, but then while we're doing that, um, I was getting in trouble at school, so mm. therefore I would get grounded when I was at home. <laughs> Mum being the saint she is, she's a single mother looking after four kids and no one really gets along with each other too well at that age. So yeah, I was like, stuff this, I'm running away from home. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I tried that, that failed. I um, got my bike taken off me. And so, well, like she caught you mid-act? No, I or? called her up and I'm like, I'm running away from home. You can't stop me. This is to punish you. That was the worst <laughs> thing ever. She said, watch me. She's like, you get back. I don't know what she said. So a so, uh, friend's mum came and got me and it was a trick and I got taken home and oh. damn it. Um, and my bike got taken <laughs> off me. So the following weekend, I was still grounded. I'm like, I, wanna, I don't want to sit out here. I want to go to the beach. That's what I do. I'm always at the beach. So I got my skateboard and then I skated from Crumman <laughs> Valley to Main Beach. So That's a massive effort. That's yeah. Like as a, a car drive, that would be like 50 over an hour. Your mum probably thought he's never going to do this again because he's so <laughs> buggered and exhausted. From <laughs> I did that to... twice on the skateboard. Twice? Yeah. Oh my God, you are a sucker for punishment. Yeah, the first time someone was like, you do it, you called on the bus. And I was like... Pfft. I'll show you. So Stick do it again. Stick your in front and record yeah. the whole trip. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And then it's like, everyone's just wow. like, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I think it was about year nine. I finished mm. year nine. And my father was just like, you stuff around too much school time for you to go get a job. Mm. And I was like, yeah, you know, like at that age, it's... I don't mind any money. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I, I can afford anything I want. I'll be baller. Yeah. Because that's when, before you realise bills and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember my little brother said the exact same thing. Why yeah. not? Go see, earn all this money. <laughs> yeah. And so you feel like a king and then it's like, yeah. damn, fuel costs money. Yeah. <laughs> so I started off doing a carpentry apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for probably oh, four years, four or five years. Mm-hmm. So you finished and it? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Don't tell me right before you. No, no, I um, changed bosses and then oh. the first boss hadn't signed me off on for t- my first two years. So oh. um, I got some RPL and I went to the next boss and then mm. that company shut down and I went to another boss and it's like they always try and work out how far mm. back. It's not meant to be. Yeah, so I ended up um, <laughs> moving from the Gold Coast and my first and second year I was working mm-hmm. for a company on the Gold Coast which then took me to New Zealand and then... Yeah. All my downtime when I was in New Zealand, I was living in Queenstown building there, I ended up taking up snowboarding and became mm. decent at that. And I was yep. like, this is fun. Yeah. And I'm like, imagine if this could pay off somehow. And so I put all my focus into I had to be the best snowboarder. So snowboarding career never came. No. So <laughs> snowboarding when I'm the back there, so I'm like, I need to make money and all my money's going in fuel and I'm not yeah. even making enough to pay for that. And I went to a company out west in uh, town called Dolby and I lived out yep. there for two years and then I was... I've worked out there before. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, no, the same thing. Yeah. I was never happy. If I, I said if I ever did a trade, I wanted to be a sparky and yeah. I had to be a chippy. So yeah. I was never happy about being a chippy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and from that, I went into real estate. I was just applying and I'm not nowhere like, I'm just shotgun jobs, you know, like I'm just everything. I'm yeah. putting my resume forward and I've got a call and they're like, hey, this is professionals. Uh, we got your resume. We'd like to um, for you to come in about the real estate job. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be like there. You like, said real estate yeah. job. <laughs> I was like, wonder what is professional. <laughs> I had and no when did idea. I apply for that? <laughs> I had no idea. 
Yeah. Um, and about this time, I'd moved back to the coast and I'd taken up drifting, mm-hmm. um, which could form a car racing motorsport. Mm. And I was like, if I do real estate, I can get more money. Tires cost a lot of money and I use a lot of tires of drifting and I can modify my car. Real estate agents have flash cars. I just want to make my race car, like, awesome. Yeah. I'm like, so this is a win-win. All right, I can move back to the coast. I'll make lots of money. Yeah. So I ended up working real estate. And I didn't go to plan. <laughs> I can't see you as the sales. <laughs> so I did that. I did um, an auctioneering uh, competition. Mm-hmm. I, I did a novice auctioneer of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. So I lost to a couple of boys from Harcourt's uh, corporate. Yeah. I'm going to forget that, but that was all good experience. And it was yeah. something that taught me more than, you know, um, to be very outgoing and yeah. how to market things. So, in yeah. which then translated over in later life, how to market yourself, but also, you know, I hate picking up the phone and calling people. Yeah. Which is really weird. A lot of my friends will probably go, You always call, you don't text. But, like, to a stranger, I hate it. It's my biggest fear, really, mm. is like picking up the phone and be like, Hello. Are you quite introverted by nature? Yes. 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 So, I'm yeah. a very introverted <clears throat> person. But from there, with real estate, um, did that for about four years and I ended up leaving that. I was given the ultimatum um, by the company I was working for. At that stage, I was a business development manager. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you have to choose between stunts and real estate. And I was like, oh, well. Were the oh. stunts that you were doing, you're drifting and whatnot? Or? Yeah, so <clears throat> I, in this whole real estate period, I um, had met through drifting, I'd met some stunt performers who worked on uh, Fury Road and then. They were telling me, I was like, you know, I was interested, like, wow, how do you guys become stuntmen, blah, 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 mm. tell me more about it. And I was mm. working as an instructor for a drift school uh, for a mate of mine who was my flatmate too. Mm. And he was just one of the stunt drivers in Fury Road. He was um, one of the leads driving double, actually. Mm. And so they told me all about it, how you get graded, what you have to do. And I'm like, wow, okay, cool. So turned out on the Gold Coast, there was a facility you could go train at, um, which covered a uh, so one of the areas when it came to grading was uh, six months. Oh, six months training <laughs> under a stunt coordinator, um, which I swear was longer than that because I was there for way longer than six months yeah. before I got graded. And just through that, I started ticking off the grading procedure. So I had no idea it was like yeah, grading. Yeah, yeah. So you got to have five <laughs> areas of expertise. So you got water, heights, body control. Body control has a subcategory, so like martial arts or gymnastics, and you've got mm. to show 12 months of active involvement in that. Wow. Uh, and competition uh, competing. And then I'm trying to remember what it was from my day because it's changed the grading a bit. Mm. Um, water heights, vehicles, body control. And then there's uh, a couple other categories that you can pick between, like mm. um, uh, animals and vehicles they're two separate ones so mm. ended up ticking the boxes on what I need did my heights all the training that I needed and at the time pirates was on so I my martial art was uh Kundo, which is two sword creating two sword which is really cool but mm. I didn't end up getting a sword fighting job ever <laughs> so <laughs> I probably should have done something different which I've now done later on in life yeah um anyway the boss I was working for, he wasn't too thrilled that I was this stuntman. I was training about 40 hours a week on top of my normal job. And in real estate, you always have to be available with your yeah. phone. And I was, he was just like, you know, you have to pick between stunts or this. And I'm like, okay, see ya. 
Yeah. And it was literally right then and there I got fired. So You got fired? Yeah, I was <laughs> giving an ultimatum. <laughs> I thought you would have said, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm choosing a stunt. So yeah. um, that ultimatum was pretty much, yeah, bye. Yeah. Uh, and I had no clue. So I went home and I was just like, um, you know, I've been graded. I finally got my grading. I want to work in stunts. How do I go work in stunts? And at the time, Queensland, wasn't too many things coming to Queensland. We'd pick one job a year mm-hmm. um, and it would be one of the bigger films. So that's very hard to get your foot in the door. And like all the things you need to um, cut your teeth somewhere smaller. Yeah. So I jumped on a plane and I flew to Sydney and I had a one-way ticket. And I ended up working as a mechanic because I had basic mechanic skills from my racing. And then um, down there I worked on Home and Away uh, and a couple of other shows. And mm. then that's, those were my first paying stunt jobs. And mm. then I got a phone call from a stunt coordinator who I'd always wanted to work for called Kyle Gardner. Mm. And I was just like, he's... He said, you know, I might have a day on Alien Covenant. I'm like, great, I'll mm. be there. Mm. It doesn't matter what it is, I just want to do it. Mm. Give me my shot. And I'm like, this is it, this is my big break. Yeah. And I got there. So this is middle of winter in Sydney and I'm told I had to shave my head bald. So I was like, <laughs> you know what, everyone should do this at least once. I'll shave my hair <laughs> I, I want this job. And yeah. Freezing cold, I'm in these robes, I'm an alien engineer and we're all dying. <clears throat> And so we get there and where our camp was to where we'll, our location was was two separate areas. And we are yeah. told, hey, there's a truck coming to drop sand down, so put your smaller pads on. Because mm. I always have two sets of pads. I've got heavy pads and soft pads. And yeah. I'm like, uh, softs are more comfortable to wear, so yeah. I'll wear that. And we get down there and then all of a sudden it's like, so the truck hasn't come to drop the sand, so you guys are taking wrecks, which is like falling down and dying, into rocks. And what the ground was in this water quarry reserve thing, I don't know what they call it down there, but it's concrete, and in the concrete there's rocks about the size of your fist cemented into the ground. And falling onto rocks is always like... There's water though? No. No? no. Oh, my God. So I was like, you know what, I want this day and there's four stunt performers um, myself it's like I want this so yeah. we're doing this I'm just you know by the bullet it's my first big day not yeah. every day is going to be an easy day yeah. so let's get this done survive. <laughs> yeah yeah and I can remember on one of the takes as I've gone down I've just seen a perfect gap in between two rocks and I'm like that's where my head's going to go <laughs> so I just put my face first into the ground and stunt coordinator came out he's just like wow, that was amazing, you're bleeding. And I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, cool, can you do it again? I'm like, I probably cannot find that exact spot again. So <laughs> I'm not going face first into rocks again. Tell me you uh, got that on camera. Oh, uh, yeah, I hope they did. There's about 4,000 uh, CGI. Because what they're doing is they're tiling us. Um, so we change our positions every take. Mm. And about halfway through the day, um, as I've come down, one of the rocks was facing backwards and it hooked my hand. And I've landed on my hand and broke my hand. And I'm just like, oh, shit. You know, I don't want to – I wanted this big break. I'm not putting my hand up and saying, hey, I'm injured. I've got to go. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we'll just deal with it. I'm like, all right, cool. So start running around doing the wrecks again and I've gone down my hands like killing. Um, It's a weird feeling because it went from like hurt to numb to like burning pain. It's just excruciating pain. It was torture. And then did my elbow. On the same arm? Yeah. (laughs) Because I was wrapping my hand up and I might just fall down like that. And then I'm like, all right, this is not good. But, you know, I'm in a world of pain. 
It was only like just chips out of the elbow. I could feel that. I'm like, I can still swing my arm a bit. It hurts, but it's fine. Yeah. And then the makeup ladies between every take realized something was wrong. So their um, pouches they wear for all their stuff in it. One of them has gone and filled it with ice, took all the stuff out. And every, between every take, she'd come up and be like, I've got to touch up his makeup. And what she was really doing was she, because uh, first time, I'm like, just did it. You don't need to touch it up. She's like, I know you're injured. Put your hand in the ice. And I was like, oh, thank God. Oh. So I'd sit there with my hand in her crutch in this little pouch. <laughs> it's not <laughs> <But>, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my makeup gets redone. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I was working with uh, a few senior guys, and they explained to me, like, when you were in hell, take your mind off that. Start yeah. thinking of something else because, you know, if you focus on it, it sucks, it's bad. Yeah. It's like quicksand. You just make it worse and the yeah. more you struggle against it, the harder it is to get yeah. out of that. Yeah. So we're sitting there, I can remember between the take, <clears throat> and, uh, we had Ridley Scott there directing us and it's like, cool, and it's like, oh, this ship's really is this. So we're all like, trying to act surprised before we started riding. It's like, oh, one of the guys like, think of whoppers, strippers, and all this stuff. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Take your mind as far away from this as yeah. possible. And that was my first big gig. We got through the day. Wow. And, like, the stunt coordinator, he's gone shake my hand at the end of the day. And, it was, oh, God, that almost not, leveled. Not the hand. Yeah. Because oh, it's, no. like, right, it's like, levels me. I'm like, oh. And he's like, yeah, you, you can't come back here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, but I made it through the day. Oh, <laughs> and mad props. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was pretty good. Like, <clears throat> if hindsight, if I knew my day was going to be that way, would I do it all over again? Probably, because I don't know how much that would have changed my path. Yeah. But You only get that one break, don't you? And if you don't embrace it wholeheartedly. And that's it. Like, yeah. you just have to commit, like, 100%. Yeah. Like, and yeah. there's no... Yes or no, maybe yeah. it's you have to do yeah. it, and it's not yes, I'm going to do it. It's no, you you have to. It's not yeah. a choice. It's yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and it ended up paying off because this stunt coordinator, he ended up doing a lot of the bigger films that came to the country. So I ended up always going back and working for him because he he said I had a good worth ethic and I worked hard for what I do. So. Mm. Uh, that led on to future jobs like um, Aquaman was the biggest one I've done for him. Mm. Door, Door of the Explorer did that one for him as well. Mm. And, um, just about... Was Locust? Locust was for... Actually, one of the guys who I was working with on Alien Covenant was a stunt coordinator on Locust. It's <laughs> <So laughs> so actually funny. I was, like, I was just like, damn, I could have brought that up so many times when we were joking around. <laughs> and then I found but so through meeting him on Alien Covenant, later progressed to me working for him on another job. And yeah. it's just one of those ones um, you always try and keep your contacts. And yeah. it's not something I enjoy doing, picking up the phone, calling people, but it's, you know, you try and stay friendly with everyone. And it's yeah. not like, hey, have you got any work? Is there anything yeah. I can do? It's just like, I'm just here to chew the fat with you. Like, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> get a phone call from me and be like, what do you want? It's, like, it's, it's so it's, much like business, isn't it? Like yeah. you have to maintain relationships, lead with value. Yeah. You've got to be disciplined. Like you said, when you dedicate to something, you've got to dedicate all in. Like when you're launching a business, you have to dedicate all in. Like you are your business. Yeah. You are effectively a sole trader. Yeah. Of, uh, carrying on a business as a stunt performer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like it got to the stage where it's like I got so sick of where I was because I always had to supplement my wage here with another mm. job like stunts pays extremely well when you're working 
Yeah. And when you're not working, you just watch the bank account go down. So it's like, all right. So I had to pick mm-hmm. up a second job. And so I was like lifeguarding and working in theme parks, doing the shows. And yeah. It's great. The highlight of my stunt career was doing the Dora the Explorer show at SeaWorld <laughs> as a chocolate tree. My as a life. chocolate tree. <laughs> yeah. Dancing around and everything. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it wasn't uncommon for stunt guys to work in the theme parks here doing the um, yeah. shows. Um, but I was also not happy with that and wanted more hours, need more money because, yeah. you know, a training costs money, yeah. pads cost money, everything costs money. So yeah. supplementing that with life going. So I was like, hey, I live on the Gold Coast. Yeah. This is a great place to go swim all day and everything but you know it wasn't like that at all I learned living on the Gold Coast there's a lot of people who don't really like to look after their kids if there's a lifeguard there yeah so I got sick of that I always said if I did 50 rescues I quit lifeguarding and then I made it over 50 rescues and I was like in how short of a period of time two years yeah some days like you gotta remember winter like no one's in the water yeah and then some days you're doing I think biggest day I did was five in one day. Oh, wow. One of them was the same family three times. <laughs> oh, dear. And you're just like, oh, there's lifeguards there. You're meant to watch the kids. Like, no, no, no. I watch everyone, not just your kid. You watch your kid. Oh, um, but, you know, that was a skill I kept with me and it also helped in the stunt industry because then I could mm. go on and do water safety. And, yeah. <clears throat> and so they all – everything has a weird way of working itself together. Yeah. But I was like, you know – this isn't what I signed up to be. I didn't sign up to be a lifeguard. I didn't sign up to do shows. I signed up to be a stuntman. That's mm. what makes me happy. That's what I'm passionate about. Mm. Um, and is that when you decided to make the move to LA? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, how do I do this? Yeah. So I ended up making transition, spending a bit of money, getting a visa, and made my way over to LA. And my first job in LA was DC superhero film. Yeah. Um, and while I was working on that, I got offered to double on another film, um, which is Blumhouse One Could Run, Sweetheart Run. Mm. And I couldn't, it conflicted with my dates. And it was the, I had to weigh up the option of money or credit market value. So I ended up doing the market value one. Mm. And I still got days on Run, Sweetheart Run. And then on that, I went straight from another job. So. LA was great, but it taught wow. me also one thing. They don't have a grading system over there. Oh. So I'm starting out in a whole new country, and it's harder than I thought, but at yeah. the same time, make the most of every situation you're in. So I know no one, and I'm back. Yeah. I've built myself a reputation here. I've done quite a few films, mm. but I want to work consistently while I've now got to build a reputation in a foreign country where, unfortunately, the government system right now is... You know, it's all about friendly. Americans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're you're the Emory you're in, in there. Yeah. It's you're already on the back foot. Yeah. But the system in America, unless you're a stunt coordinator, you don't have to grade in anything. So these guys I work with, they're like the best in the world at what they do. Like they all won world championships and fighting and the best motocross riders and so but the Australians come over and it's like well you might not be the best, but you've got all these other skills which these guys don't have. So you can kind of make it work to yeah. to your advantage, but then you've got to start, you know, doing the hustle, as I say, in America. And Americans are big on hustling for work. So you will literally print out your headshot on an A4 piece of paper, print out your resume, which is totally different to how, how stunt resumes work. Yeah. 
had to learn that the hard way. And then you find, you literally drive around LA or you hear whispers of where something's filming and then you'll walk down to set, figure out how you get past security on set mm. to then go and stand there and wait for the stunt coordinator to be free to get two minutes, three minutes with him wow. to hand your resume over, introduce yourself. And you're not going to get work. And in that two minutes, you're going to make it count. You're going to make an impression. Yeah. You're going to market yourself. You do. You really do. Yeah. And it's like, they're not going to hire you the first time you hustle them. So you've got to do it like repeatedly. And so you go there and say, hey, here's my Unless resume. Unless you do something bold. Um, <laughs> I would say yes, but then I actually did see that work to some girl's advantage. Yeah. And it's the best hustle I've ever seen. And I, and I hate hustling because it's like, hey, I'm coming up to you. You don't know who I am, yeah. but I want something from you. Yeah. And I hated that philosophy. And then this girl came to the one day and it was yeah. the best hustle I've ever seen in my life. And it paid. What it was, she was working for Red Bull as one of the Red Bull promo girls. So they drive around the Red Bull Mini and yeah. then give out free cans of Red Bull. And so yeah. we saw, we were filming in downtown LA and she's come past. Didn't know what production it was or anything, but it's like, hey, you guys want some Red Bull? I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, I want some Red Bull. I'm like, hey, uh, can we get a lot for the stunt team? And she's like, oh, these stunt guys here? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a stunt corner. I'm like, oh, it's this guy here. It's like, cool. Can I give him my resume a headshot? I was like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That's awesome because she didn't come asking for work. She came leading with value. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, wow, everyone's got to work for Red Bull doing promos. So they can drive around and find sets. That's but, amazing. <coughs> wow. But then there's like some people like make your way. Mm. So how do you add value in that first three minutes yeah. um, to get your foot in the door? A lot of it does come through referrals. Because the industry is quite clicky. You'll never have an agent, so to say. There are agents, but mm. you will always get hired through um, repeat business or referral from someone yeah. else. No one's ever going to take a shot in someone they don't know. Yeah. Um, so it gets pretty interesting like that at times, um, the whole marketing side of it. And then, again, constantly updating showreels, updating credits, mm. um, doing the things like your training, how do you update your skills and stay relevant all the time? Because there's yeah. always going to be someone else coming through who wants it more than you. So yeah. they're going to bring some other dynamic to it. It's like you learn one martial art. No, learn 10 martial arts. Yeah, right. And don't just learn them and learn a pattern. Become great at it. Wow. Because there's going to be someone even better than you. Yeah. And it's like You've what? really sort of mixed a whole life's worth of skills into a a career which is oh, phenomenal yeah because like, yeah, like it's crazy and then like in america they're huge on the video editing so everyone's got to shoot previews be able to edit be able to do after effect i got there i was like wow all right i have this is a sink or swim moment i yeah. have to now fork out the money and i'm not making any money yet but i've now got to get a brand new laptop i got to get all these programs i got to get the camera equipment and i'm like how do you do something different that everyone else hasn't done already Wow. So I think I found that niche and whether yeah. or not that pays off, I don't know. I'm yeah. not saying that yet, but yeah. i got to get back there and prove my point with it. So. Yeah. But, you know, it's the training that is required. So when you're not working, you work days on set, uh, retarded crazy sometimes. Mm. So you can do 16, 18-hour days. Um, and as a stunt performer, that's got to be hard work. Like you're not just sitting on set. You're no. like – 
taking punishment for yeah, 16, yeah. 18 hours. Yeah, like there's some days where the expression hurry up and wait comes into play because you literally get there and it's like, oh, wait to get the cold scent. So you got <clears throat> all your wardrobe on, you're being through hair and makeup, and you're like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay, cool, we're not. So now you got to wait for camera and then we're going to wait for that set up yeah. and this and that or we're going to wait for the actors and you're like, cool, no worries, all right. Keep your mind going. Don't go into the lull of fatigue, and then you're mm. like, oh, I'm bored, and then all of a sudden you got to do a fight with an actor, and you actually punch <laughs> an actor. <laughs> they can accidentally punch you because I'll do that a lot, but <laughs> can't go the other way around. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so we get there, and then like for instance, we went from day shoots into night shoots, and so we were filming. You'd get there probably about four thirty in the Arvo, and you'd get home. 7am the next day oh, wow. if not later I think sometimes we finished on set at 7am and then you've got to go take everything off all your wardrobe all your makeup and you're just like you've been punished for hours on end and like if your pads show up under your clothing because the camera picks it up it's like buy pads you know can't oh. do it just know you know you how to do your falls properly yeah. know how to do something like I actually think you have way more discipline than any entrepreneur. <laughs> I don't know anybody who would be able to punish themselves for that amount of time uh, in their business. Although in saying that there are a lot who will work. Yeah. Like we work long hours when we're setting up businesses, but it's it's a it's a choice. Whereas I don't know that some of the things you get put through is necessarily yeah. much of a choice. It's I need to do this. Yeah, yeah. There's like some sometimes you're just like, Are you kidding me? You could easily like put a pad down for me. A padded mat will be nice if you want to do that and like you're starting that do your job what do you mean i got to fall uh, into yeah. a bed of rocks I don't know. <laughs> but it happens and yeah. you know I am someone who's always been fine with that and everyone's like you're not really wired the same if this is normal to you like mm. how are you so introverted but then suddenly you can do all these things on set and be this big outgoing person I'm like, mm. I don't know. so I, I did went, wonder that actually. yeah <laughs> Went and saw a shrink and, yeah. god damn, shrinks in LA, they're expensive. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> and then me, I, I went there and, you know, after talking, it's like, okay, so in a social environment or social setting, I'm not comfortable at all. I'm like, yeah. I don't like it. I will try and avoid it at all costs. I want to go home, get me out of there. Yeah. I don't want to be there. And I get very, um, I don't know. What's the word? Recluse than myself. I pull back and I'm yeah. like, I don't like this. So get yeah. me out of here. I don't want to talk. I got nothing to talk about. It's yeah. like people always be like, oh my god, ha ha. We went out drinking. It's like can't do that. <laughs> I got to train. Yeah. Um, but then it comes to something like getting hit by a car, lighting yourself on fire, and it's just like, how does that make you feel? Like the idea of being hit by a car, lighting yourself on fire. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's not a normal way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you, you, are you an adrenaline junkie? Yeah, I'm like, she's like, all right, so like something has happened somewhere along the line <laughs> and I've got to go back and spend a heap more money to find out why. <laughs> but something that a normal person will be in a situation where they're like, oh, this is fine, we're in a social environment, we're out to dinner, this is great, who cares, yeah. we're having a good time. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm freaking out, like nails on a chalkboard, get me out of here type of scenario. Yeah. But, you know, you still push through those things and you do it. But then it's like, you know, the scenario where someone else would be like, oh, my God, how do you do this? Like, what are you thinking? And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, me. Let me go. <laughs> like, this is me. Yeah. I'm excited. They're like, no one should be excited to get hit by a car and lit on fire. But, but there's no other people around. That's funny you say that because there's not other people involved. It's always you and 
an action or yeah. a thing or something. <laughs> Unless you're getting hit by a car, then it's the driver's like, you could. <laughs> you got that speed Looking right. Yeah. <laughs> you kill me now, I'm coming back to haunt you, you know? <laughs> Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's the whole mentality side of it. Um, for me, for longest thing, it was how bad do you want something? How bad yeah. do you, will you go after it? So it's like I will go training three hours in the morning. Then I'll go to work and then I'll go train for another three hours at night before doing something else stupid like yeah. going cryo-freezing myself or mm. having an ice bath. Yeah. Um, and then constantly always looking at um, what's happening in the industry, who's yeah. got what jobs, what jobs are coming out, what looks like it's going to be coming out, what mm. will they involve, where do I need to focus my training on. Yeah. Um, so there's all these things happening at all That's times. Nice. So, yeah. And it's like, and then how do you get in someone's good book? So it's like, hey, I'm still available, I'm still here. Like, yeah. what have you got happening in the most politest way possible? What can I do to be of service to your team? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so, for instance, all those things start coming together and it's really full on like right now I think I've had four weeks off work um, had some surgery come back to Australia because it's a lot cheaper to do that here than America I'm not in LA no, no. <laughs> we are here on the Gold Coast I'm so jelly no <laughs> let's go to LA and do this um, so we do all these things and yeah I actually it blew my mind like we, we've been catching up since you've been back from mm. LA and the things that you've been telling me I've been seeing such a parallel with being an entrepreneur like you said how bad do you want it mm. like this this crap you're putting yourself through to be able to get on set and then to impress and then to get more work it's because you want to do it so bad that you won't stop until you have that success and mm. it's the same with being an entrepreneur you have to want it because I see a lot of entrepreneurs that get bored with their businesses because all they want is money and once they make the money they don't have a, a want beyond that so then mm. they get bored so yeah and that's something that comes up a lot Someone be like, what's, what's your end game in this? Where do you want to be? Do you want to coordinate? Do you want to be second year director? Do you want to direct? Do you want to produce? Do you want to act? Hell no, do I want to be an actor. <laughs> Too many egos. I make actors look good. You know? All they do is CGI their face onto mine. No, I'm kidding. That doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> Just <some> sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I think stunts in the industry, like, where do I want to go? Mm. My body holds up right now. I've got a body like some twice my age, like with all the injuries and punishing. <laughs> I literally wake up in the morning, I'm like, God damn, I don't want a second story house. I want to live on the ground level so I don't have to do stairs. It's the worst thing. And it's like going down, you're like, oh, God. And then you just like turn around, you're like, damn, I've got to go up that. I'm going to TV downstairs on my laptop so I can watch something. If I get the energy, I'll go walk around the block in the sun. And like, everyone's like, why do you wear track pants and a hoodie? It's like, because I'm trying to warm up my body so it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's like, it's the Gold Coast. It's 27 degrees and you look like you're in wintertime. It's like, you know, at that training. No, um, it's because I'm injured. I'm old man body. Young man mentality. But it's like, I think once I reach that, what's the end goal? Mm. The goalposts will always change for me because for me it was I wanted to work on a big production and I mm -hmm. got that. Mm -hmm. And then what was it? I wanted to work, you know, more than X amount of days on another job. I got that. Yeah. And so the goalpost is constantly change, changing. <laughs> changing. Um, for me. And so it's like, do I want to coordinate? No, I have fun doing what I'm doing. Maybe down the line when I can't do anything else, yeah. I'll be a coordinator, you know. 
Maybe but, you can open an agency where you host all the stunt doubles <laughs> and you start teeing them up with work with all I the connections. <laughs> but like, I've met a stunt coordinator who I was working for in LA and he's mm. like, you know, your younger part of your life is a selfish time. When you get older, that's yeah. when you start being more giving. Yeah. And he got pulled into a job because he's like, I don't want to do stunts anymore. And it was an interesting story. He's like, you know, I was selling the production company. I just want to give back to people. And they're like, well, if you're... Yeah. And the stunt coordinator coming up with these crazy concepts of these fight scenes and people are going to watch it and get a lot of enjoyment out of it, aren't, aren't you giving people something? And he's like, I guess you're right. Mm. And so that changed my whole thinking. I was like, maybe that would be down the line. But, yeah. you know, right now there's still so much I want to achieve. There's still so many boundaries I think can be crossed and, you know, things that can be done that people haven't done yet. And it's like yeah. it's, they say stunts is a dying industry. You'll... Fury Road proved that wrong for yeah. a lot of people. You know, that was very stunt heavy, very little CGI, and people loved it. It cleaned up at the Oscars, and yet, you know, stunt people. I think people... saying stunts are dead is like saying sports dead. Yeah, exactly. The evolution's continuously going to grow, and yeah. as people push boundaries and evolve. Yeah. Exactly. So it's always what's that next thing trying to, you know, stay that one bit ahead of the marketplace. And, yeah. Um, and our industry is so fickle. Yeah. Um, so you can be like, yesterday's news so quickly one yeah. wrong step in any direction that's you're falling off that tightrope and you're gone yeah because there's like a million other people right behind you who want your position as well yeah. so and if you're far in between yeah exactly. so what's the one piece of advice you would give anybody who's thinking about pursuing a career either in business or film or as a stunt double or just as an artist i suppose in general as well it's how badly do you want something because yeah. you know what are you willing to give up? Will you give up, you know, going out with friends? Will you give up a weekend mm. for like the next three years while you focus yeah. on training and being better? Mm. And it's like, what are you doing to constantly improve on what you have? Mm. Um, no one's going to get you to where you want to be other than you. Yeah. You're the one steering that ship. So mm -hmm. where's it going? Is it going where it wants to go? Yeah. And always remember, if that's your goal, get ahead. You know, stay on that goal. Don't deviate. Yeah. You know, three degrees to the right or left because over a long period that three degrees is suddenly like hundreds yeah. away from that main goal yeah. so have a clear goal and focus all on that and yeah. then things will manifest their way into your life thank you very much no, i actually did a goal planner which everybody can download by clicking on the below link and it actually um goes into setting goals with absolute clarity so feel free to download that and listen to the podcast where i talk about it well, thank you so much for joining me, Lucky. It's no, been hilarious. I think my cheeks are very sore from <laughs> laughing all the time. That's all good. I'm just going to go home now and hide in my room because I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outside. Yeah. outing for the day. I know, right? It's like I don't, that kid, what's the movie? Benchwarmers. <laughs> Cows that come out of the closet, eats sunscreen. Maybe I'm going to pick off the eat with a car later. <laughs> <I'm in>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next movie. Yeah, Thank you for having me. No worries.